You're listening to episode 56 of Widowcast with Joanne Philomena, best-selling author of Widowed and professional certified life coach. This is a Joanne the Life Coach podcast production, which also includes Weight Coach podcast and This Is Us podcast. This podcast is based on real stories and real experiences of widowhood, both my own story as a widow and that of many other stories I've known and worked with as a life coach. Welcome back, everyone. I know, I know, I was missing in action for a little while there. I'll tell you, I decided to start getting healthier, so I started working out again with my trainer a couple times a week. And instead of getting healthier, I got sicker <laughs> because my trainer had a head cold and graciously shared it with me. So for a couple weeks there, I've had a whopper of a cold. I could not podcast. Otherwise, you would have heard me sniveling and blowing my nose every 30 seconds. It would not have been good. My voice is still not entirely back to normal yet, but I'll... I'll get through. It's been too long since I talked to you guys, and I miss it, too. So, um, also, enrollment is open for the next session of Widow Coaches class. This first group going through the class has been such a joy to work with. It's so much fun. In this class, you will learn the life coaching tools that I use. Being a life coach made a huge difference in these last two years as a widow, and coaching widows is making a huge difference to others. This is not a class about how to be a widow. <laughs> it's a class on coaching other widows. But many want to do this class really for their own journey and the incredible connection that forms with the other widows in the class. You end up with an amazing peer group. If you're interested and want to find out more about it, you can go to joannethelifecoach.com slash widowcoaches. Widowcoaches is all one word, no space. Joanne the Life Coach, J-O-A-N-N, thelifecoach.com slash widowcoaches. You know, I was thinking today about when widowhood is still really new and you're in that fog, and you're not wanting to think or do anything. Like, when you're in that place, that mindset, how do you begin to take those first steps forward? I can remember little things like how hard it was just to check the box for marital status on a form because I had never even realized before there was an option that said widowed. And now it was hard for me to make my hand even put the pen down in that box. Like I remember just staring at the form for a few minutes, frozen. I had, you know, written in my name and everything, and I got to that marital status section and just stared. Something was really hard about putting that mark in the box that said widowed. Like I didn't even want to admit it yet. For months after Jim passed away, I was just barely managing to get out of bed in the morning 
doing some basic shopping to keep food in the house. Sitting down to pay bills was like a major undertaking. Not that I didn't know how to do that. I had always been the one in our household that managed the bills and our banking accounts. So I knew where our finances were. I knew how to pay the bills. It was just having to try and focus my brain on something for more than five seconds. So beginning in those early months, the start to being able to move forward is incredibly simple. It's like just write down a few steps that you want to make sure you do each morning when you get up. Keep it as simple as you can. Incredibly simple. Write it down on a three by five card so you can tape it up or keep it by your bed. It sounds trite. It sounds like I've heard this a million times before. Do this. Write down things like, number one, pull on slippers and go to the bathroom. Number two, brush teeth. Number three, wash face. Number four, take vitamin and or morning medication. Number five, wipe out the sink with the washcloth. Six, drop washcloth off in the hamper. Seven, go make coffee. That's it. Right. It may sound silly. It may sound really silly to others. Like, do you need a list to brush your teeth? Yes. Yes, you do. In the beginning, I did. I would, in the morning, I would still be just in such a fog and so lost in my household that I, all of a sudden, I wasn't doing the normal things that I used to automatically do when I got up. And I literally had to write a list down. And look at it each morning. It's how I began to regain who I was. Then I added an evening list. It said, clear the end table by my chair. Clutter would accumulate there every day. Like I would have a glass and maybe envelopes from the day's mail. Wash up any last dishes in the sink or drop them in the dishwasher. Wipe down the kitchen counters and then wipe out the sink with that day's dish towel. Then set out a new dish towel, a new clean one. Go wash off my makeup, brush teeth, take before bed medication, jammies in bed. Eventually, these things become automatic again without the brain fog. You won't even think about them anymore. <clears throat> They're what you automatically do when you get up or when you get ready to go to bed. It used to be this way. I don't know how my automatic actions got turned off when Jim died, but they did. Things that I used to automatically do, I just wasn't even doing them anymore. It's like I was this lost soul in my own home. And eventually I had my lists they were just automatic actions. I was able to add to them. I got back to all the things I would do. In the evening, I would also shake out area rugs, sweep the kitchen floor before bed, all that stuff. I got back to that. But I'm telling you, it didn't just happen. I had to make that happen. 
it started with my morning list of those seven things to get up and put on my slippers, go brush my teeth, wash my face, take my vitamin, wash up, wipe out the bathroom sink with my cloth, throw that cloth in the hamper and go make my coffee. Otherwise, it would be one o'clock in the afternoon and I would think, oh, I didn't brush my teeth. Just because I was still in such that fog of grief, that shutdown that your brain does from the emotional pain. Then when you get past this point, you begin to realize, and if you don't realize, I will tell you, right now you're basing all your thoughts and beliefs about yourself on your past. You're basing it all on your life together with your spouse. No, I'm not going to tell you to let that go. Those are such precious memories. But right now, there's emotional pain in only looking back. I'm not saying you can't look back. I'm saying it can't be your only focus. You need to look forward again. That's the first turning point. Many widows I know, right after their loss, they have kids at home still. So they have to function at a certain level. They're trying to take care of their kids. They're trying to function at work. They're just moving to get through their days, and they think this is living. It's not. It's not. Just barely functioning to get through your day? You need to look forward to what you want now. In the best of situations, it can be hard to even know what it is you want now. Okay. I have clients, I have clients who are weight loss clients. They're not widow clients. And my weight loss clients, I can ask them what it is they want in their life outside of the weight loss. And most of them have just, they don't know. They don't have those dreams. It can be hard to dream again. Assess where you are right now and where you want to be, say, in just six months. Maybe you want to get out on your own now and then to a mall or even to meet up with a group of people somewhere, visit some place you've been wanting to see. Pick any small thing. For me, it was a drive to a nice mall and a Trader Joe's that was about an hour away from me. I had been shut in most of the winter, right? I mean, I live in New York in the Northeast, and when it is down to the teens and the roads are icy and you're dealing with snow, you you don't do a heck of a lot. <laughs> so um, it was that first decent day. It was probably like about this time of year, March, and I screwed up my courage. It sounds silly now that I needed courage to drive an hour away, but I surely did. And this was a woman who traveled on her own frequently, driving for hours. I mean, yeah, we did stuff as a couple, but I also went off on my own. And now suddenly as a widow, it took courage to drive to a mall that was an hour away. I was so elated afterwards. 
It really was a turning point for me, something that small. I even spent a few dollars on frivolous things. After listening to my inner bag lady for months, once you're widowed, you're sure that you will never have money again, no matter how much money you have or how well you are able to fend for yourself. We all deal with that financial fear. But I got out and I spent a little money on myself. On my outing, that new appreciation that widows can form for life was in full bloom. The beauty of the ice cascading down the side of a mountain next to the thruway, I can still picture that in my mind. It was two years ago. I still see it. The sun streaming in the windows of my car, and it was feeling incredibly warm for at the end of winter. Flowers were just beginning to bloom, and they were just vivid to me. Everything was as it had been so many years before. But somehow I gained a new perspective and appreciation for every little thing. We become widowed and we know how precious every day is that we get to have. And we start seeing things like new. So you begin by making yourself a small list of places or things you want to do. Things that you might want for you. It doesn't have to be too far-reaching. Mine started out with the mall. Eventually, mine included gaining certification as a life coach and involved packing up and flying out to California for two weeks. It was like ultimate courage. It was a long undertaking to become certified. And then to grow my business as a life coach. But by the time I got there, I was completely forward thinking on the life I wanted to have for me. And oddly, it didn't look much anything like the life I had had before with Jim. But that was okay. And over two years later, that new life is still taking shape for me. There are little markers along the way. The day I realized the two beautiful Ansel Adam prints that Jim had purchased and hung in his computer room were never being enjoyed anymore. It was rare that anyone even walked into that room. It dawned on me how nice they would look in my bedroom now that I had redone it. And yes, even after all this time, there was a little twinge of guilt when I took them down off the wall in his den. Out loud, I told him, I said, I know you feel the same way I do about these not even being appreciated in here anymore. They might as well be stuck in the back of a cave. I walked across the hall. I hung them in my room where they look stunning. And I'm thrilled to see them every evening when I go to turn in. See, silly little road markers. It's not all about the big changes in my life now, and they are big. It's so often about the small things that still move me forward. I do know where I'm going now. I can write out a list of things I want. What you want is critical because the things you want become the GPS for your destiny. So make them spectacular. 
When you write down the things you want, that's the direction you're going for your future. So you want to begin to think big, to dream again. If you have a goal that you know is going to take some doing, like perhaps even something like selling a car, write down every single thing you can think of that you'll need to do to sell the car. Maybe you're going to need to check on the internet to see what the blue book value is so you can set the price. Maybe you need to check with your local DMV about how to sell a car and transfer ownership because you have no idea how to go about that. You're going to want to get the car cleaned up. Are you doing this or are you finding a detailer? Write down every single thing that you need to do before you can sell the car. Then pick a date that you want to put the car up for sale by. Fill that in on your calendar. You pick that specific day and you write down on that day, put car up for sale. Now start working backwards from that date, filling in all the things on your list that you need to do before you can put it up for sale. Don't crowd your days. Don't put in more than you can actually do. Do make sure you get every step entered on your calendar. Then decide that these steps are not negotiable. If you get up and it's on your calendar that day, you have to do it that day. Commit to that. The steps are not negotiable. And if you commit to it, it's going to be like magic. You will get to D-Day when you want to put the car up for sale and everything will be ready. It's like you won't even know how that happened. Like what? All those things and now they're all pulled together and I can just put the car up for sale. It's all ready. I did this for my first live in-person life coaching event. I didn't even know if I could actually do this, but I wanted to try teaching a class on self-coaching techniques in person. So I made a list of everything I needed to get done, right down to buying boxes of Kleenex for each table. And to force myself to actually do it, I walked into the facility where I was going to rent space for my live event and I signed up for a date two months away and I paid a non-refundable deposit for that space. So now I was committed, right? Totally committed. There was no backing out. I scheduled every step on my calendar over those two months. I wanted to puke. I was so scared. <laughs> I really did. But you know what? It was magic. The date I rented the space for arrived and I was ready. And by the way, I discovered that I love doing in-person events. It was so fun. So I really need to schedule more of that. I would love to eventually start doing an in-person event as part of the Widow Coaches class where we can all get together at a really nice location somewhere. You know, maybe get a discount to rent rooms in a nice hotel 
and have a really great space to do in-person training for a couple days on that. These are do goals, everything you have to do to reach a goal. My master coach named those do goals. You make a list of goals. Look forward. Where are you going? If you don't know, you're going to stay stuck right where you are. Days will go by, but you will remain sad and alone. Or you will remain just going through the motions of life instead of actually living your life. Know that I work with listeners who feel they're stuck or just trying to get through the grieving because I am a professional life coach and I specialize in coaching widows. If you think you would like to jump on a call with me to find out more about what it is to work with a life coach, I'm available for that. We can just spend a few moments to say hello or we can do a discovery call to see if working together would make sense for you. You can get to my scheduling calendar at talktojoanne.com. That's talktojoanne, J-O-A-N-N, dot com. If you're outside the U.S., like if you're in the U.K. or South Africa, any other country, there's international dial-in numbers for my conference line. So you don't have to dial to the U.S. You'll be dialing a local number. And when you go to talktojoanne.com, you'll have a chance to just pick a day and time that we can both get on the phone together. Also, if you could leave a review in iTunes or Stitcher or Google Music Play, wherever it is you listen to this podcast, I would love that. Having reviews makes a huge difference in how podcasts are listed in all these places. The more reviews I have, the better visibility my podcast is going to have. So it really helps. Also, if you have any feedback for me about this podcast, I would love to hear from you. You can write to me at joanne at joannethelifecoach.com. It would be really fun to hear some feedback on the podcast, just hear what you have to say. I occasionally get emails from listeners and I love it so much when I do. So start looking forward just a little bit, even if you are to the point that you need to just look forward to the next morning and make a small list of things for you to do each morning so you can begin to develop that automatic habits that form your day or make a list of places that you might want to go or something you might want to get out and do on your own. It takes courage. It can be so small as you want to go see a movie and you've never gone to a movie alone. You always went as a couple or you've always gone with girlfriends. Take yourself to a movie. You'll be amazed at how much fun it can be. Flying solo not so bad sometimes, but definitely, definitely take some time to look forward as well as looking back at all the great memories. So good to be back on the air with you guys. Go find some joy in your life and I'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.